Hey everyone, it's AJ, and I wanted to uh, do an intro to this episode because, you know, we're famous for doing hour and a half episodes and two hour episodes, but we had a lot to say about treachery. And once we started going to the three, four hour mark on this show, uh, we quickly realized that it just couldn't be done in two hours or less. So what you'll get with this episode is a part one of our discussion about treachery. And then you'll get the second part of our discussion about treachery next week. And that's the best way that we could think of to be able to give you the show that we wanted to give you not cheat you on anything and get all of it in so you know welcome to our first two-parter episode of podcast in death Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 178 of Podcast in Death. And in this episode, finally... Finally, y'all. Finally, we've gotten to (laughs) treachery in death. Yay! Yes. And it was so funny, you, you guys probably read it too but um michelle listener michelle you know put a message on facebook she was like like, no when she (laughs) last week when we posted a different episode (laughs) i was like i should have you know mentioned it to all you that we weren't going to get the treachery episode last week yeah sorry friends the episode last week was good though (laughs) it was a fun one it was a fun one i I was like oh yeah that one that happened we did that (laughs) yeah very good so but anyway so yeah so everybody's been looking forward i think we've had multiple listeners asking us like when is the treachery episode when when is the treachery (laughs) yes here we are friends here here we we are are. we're finally here Oh, no, but Finn, Finn is here too. Finn is very Finn excited is as well. Finn must have a lot to say about this book. He does. So he does have a lot to say about this book. Come here. Sit. So does the rest of us, Finn. So yeah, treachery. Yeah. I mean, pretty Yay. much everybody's favorite. It's it's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, I, for sure. I've said it multiple yes, times. Because it's one I refuse of my comfort to choose a favorite. Um <laughs> and yeah, no, you, know, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. But it's but definitely that, in, that, uh, in that rotating and shifting top five, for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Never yeah. It's I just think Treachery is actually book. the one I've read the most, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I think me too. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, It's so funny because so many people read Naked over and over and over. See? And I don't. I love yeah, Naked, but the one Treachery for me. is... <sighs> yeah. And uh, Why? 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 Why do we love why it? Why do we read it? Uh, why is it everybody's favorite? You know, why do we read it over and over? It's just, it's a, it's a good study of Eve's bullpen and Eve's process 
and even her yeah. relationship with Rourke, and it's just yeah, a really well done book. Overall. It has everything that we want in every book. Like we yeah. have things that we're like, oh, I, we know, and we we don't necessarily say that out loud. But every book, you know, when we get to a certain thing that happens, we're like, this just feels right because it's a thing that happens all the time right. or happens often. And I feel like that this whole book is that, plus yeah. also a very very satisfying end. Where, yeah. you know, Eve, like we, we literally get a feeling that she wins, you know, she solves cases in every book, but yeah. this is a win too. Right. And, it, and it's great, you know, it's and there also, are definitely things in this book that I still shake my head at, but you know, very satisfying beginning because you right. have somebody taking primary at the, with the, with the three the Ochi case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Ochi yeah. And then you have her in that shower and, you know, right after that, she's like stuck. Yeah. And going to Eve and, you know, it's that, also that, some that, of the, like, I mean, obviously like all of the writing is great because it's Nora's, but it's some of the most intense writing in the series. Yeah, and sure. even, even though obviously we've all read this book several times, i still feel all of the anxiety of yeah. that, of that part of the chapter. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. always feel it. And yeah. there's something, there's something just so like haunting about that because, and, and of course, like it, it comes down to actually the conversation between even McNabb a little bit later about how it's not supposed to be other cops that put people in that situation. Mm-hmm. And like the, the darkness around the idea of these cops who have literally given their lives to protect and serve. Right. Doing exactly not that. And you get to see from Peabody's perspective, who a lot of us widely just recognizes probably the most attainably um, relatable character in the series. So if Eve were in that, in that situation, um, would she feel some fear probably still, but it would not feel the same, you know? So it's, it's just so what, what a killer start to a book. Honestly, like it's just so many factors like you, like her thinking about, you know, how she picked up her clothes from the floor. Yeah. And how she like counted down to be safe and like hoped that McNabb wouldn't tag her. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And, it's, and of course, we all love some time we spend with Peabody, you know? And that's not the only time we spend with Peabody in the book, too. We get some other stuff with her later, too. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just, it's a very satisfying book. There are, of course, still things that make us roll our eyes. And of course, I'm talking about Eve calling Louise. But otherwise, because I thought of Jen. Um, but uh, it's just, it's great. It's great. I, I like it. And I, there was a point where I was, I was listening to Susan Erickson read it to me because what would I do without her? And right. I was like, is this my favorite in death book? If it might be, I'm not going to choose one, but it might be. Yeah. And you know, that point that you made about it at the end, it's not just Eve getting the bad guy in the end, but it's, it's a definite win. It's a win for her because so many, so often, even though she gets a bad guy, you don't really, it's not a win situation, you know, it's just, it's, it's Eve doing her job. Someone has died and that sucks. And someone has died in this case and that sucks. But like this horrible, horrible, corrupt organization is taken down. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's yeah, it's yeah. just masterfully, masterfully crafted. It's, yeah. It's and, and the so. banter is like, there's some of the funniest moments in the entire series <laughs> are in this totally one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, stuff that I literally, I just go, God, I just love this. Yeah. You know, I, Oh, so many things. Yeah. It, it's all, it's all fantastic. So as far as the theme of the book, um, this, this one I feel is, about respect. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that as a theme. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. Because again, you know, respect, they use it so many times in this book, but, and you know, you mentioned the scene with Peabody and her clothes. And I mean, the way that happened was that, you know, it's, she's saying it came clear in her ear, respect, but you own D. And then she picked it up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she tells Eve that, you know, I hear my mom in my head telling me to respect, you know, what belongs to me. Yeah. Yep. And um, how her, uh, Oberman's father was so respected. What else? I mean, they say respect so, uh, so much in this. So much. I was thinking about how. Um, Respecting the badge, respect yeah. authority. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's that's what I was going to say. I was thinking about how often Eve says things about respecting the badge. Yeah, you know, and not just in this book, but like the respect, respecting the badge is an is an overall theme in this entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, even like even when we're not, you know, we've we've had a handful of dirty cops in this series, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not that's not every time I think about Eve talking about respecting the badge that's obviously that's about her duty and the series is about what she does as a cop and so um especially in this book like the, the all of the like the meetings that Eve has in the middle of the book with every fucking buddy mm-hmm. and like that like chain of command that she like had started that morning with Peabody and then like had continued with her and Whitney and then Tibble came in and then IAB and or then she got to meet Commander Oberman and all of this stuff. And like all of these power players in the room and what sort of like present or what sort of like power that they kind of command with who they each are mm-hmm. and what levels of respect for the legacy of the badge and of the work is in that room. Even if right. you just look at like, you know, even Webster being being the lowest man on the totem pole in that room at the time and like what sort of what what they represent as far as the badge and even her hard work and webster stepping into such a shitty area of being in in internal affairs and like what he takes on there like the whole idea of what the badge means is like right there on top of each of them and this obviously coming from someone who has no idea what it's like to be a police officer but i felt that through the whole book Yeah. yeah um and, and a lot of that, of course, is even being like, well, she's shitting on the badge. So there is that. But which still, is like, probably like the worst thing in Eve's mind that you could ever do as a as a police officer. Yeah. And I also well, because she like, recognizes the responsibility of it, yeah. which is the responsibility comes with earning the respect, I think, in Eve's in Eve's mind, right. which is 100 percent right. true, I think. Yeah. When I was rereading for the 14th time. Because it took us a while to get to this. Sorry, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> one of them that, one of them that kind of, you know, I was thinking about the theme, and I completely agree that respect is one of them. But I think a secondary one might be loyalty. I for like good, that for good or ill, like because 
Renee had loyalty from her squad other than Garnett, obviously. Right. But, you know, Eve has sincere loyalty from her bullpen and... But the, the, the loyalty to the respect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all kind so of, it, yeah. it does kind of float like into a, that. It's like a secondary mm-hmm. thing. It's like, because the other secondary right. part of that is also trust when you think about that. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, when Eve is, is laying everything out for everyone and they're determining who to bring in and, and all of that, like that does, that does all kind of boil back down to respect, even like mm-hmm. the way that, the way that like, um, uh, what is his name? The the two the two uh, officers who are doing uh, or Jan-Berry. who are investigating Janberry. Oh, Jan- that's his Jan-Berry fucking name. And, Janberry yeah. and Delfino. Delfino. Like like how they handle that. How they give Eve the courtesy mm-hmm. call and how they they work together in that process. Like we get to see all of that. We get to see the work done by by strong you know we get to hear about devin we get to meet mm-hmm. aloe we get to see see all of these cops or hear about learn about all of these cops who are good who are respectful who do honor the badge this yeah. book has so many fucking people in it yeah um <laughs> and it's we you know yeah. i mean not it wrong yeah. at all so no. many people a lot of people but you don't you don't lose track of them like you no, do you don't lose no. track of them like you do in some of the other books, you don't lose track of them in the, in this one. So okay, um, if we go back to the beginning, uh, <laughs> as we said already, this starts out with the um, murder of uh, Charlie Ochi, who's a convenience store owner. Mm-hmm. And so sad, so sad. Several really disrespectful little shits. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very nice way to put it. Come in, and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they come in and they steal stuff and they, you know, destroy the place and basically kill uh, Mr. Ochi, which is, you know, very sad, horrible, sad, and disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I think Jen said it earlier that Eve giving Peabody that, telling her she's primary on this, was really a fun. I think this is the first time we've seen her do that, like. Tell we Peabody. got if we get Peabody seen it. We yeah, she nice. doesn't. There is there is in memory and death. Peabody is um, but she put her primary on a she cold put her case. Primary, well, she put that's it. Well, that, that was, was um, reunion. And reunion. That was for me. Okay, but it was it was memory. But we don't get to see much of it. Um, that's the that's the guy who falls out of the window. Oh, right. right yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. She, she does was, give that to Peabody and we do get a little bit of that. There was um, another one in Divided where at the very beginning where she said she put primary or Peabody on his primary. Yeah. And that's but like, we don't, we don't see any of that. Right, I think that's right. like, cause she and Rourke are talking about Peabody just becoming right. a detective or something. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is, like you said, this is our time. We, we get to see, not only do we get to see Peabody in action as primary, we also get to see Eve in action as like work, you know, as like acting right. secondary right. on this case, yeah. which is what we don't see in the little bit we get in memory. We get right. Eve being like, yes, I know how to do this too. So, <laughs> right. um, but also, also being very encouraging and helping guide her where she needs to go. Right. Um, and honestly, like it's just a good read. That section is, is a good read. Cause you see Peabody do some really, really, 
smart things. Um, she does the thing with that like gaming parlor dude that right, Eve right. never would have thought of. Eve right. would not have been able to use that to her advantage right. had they not come across those jerkwads. You know, that could have been something that really could have paid off for them. So right. we get to see that like Peabody is is growing and she's smarter and she's catching on. And obviously, like the confidence thing is it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's it is the whole thing just builds so splendidly. Yeah. Yeah. And then right. at one point, because she's primary, Eve says, Okay, so who's driving? <laughs> right, that's finally gets to drive it. Drive the DLE. She's so thrilled. So I don't know why driving in New York City is like terrifying. Well, yes, but this is driving Eve's DLE, so you can't be terrified in that because it's indestructible. That's, that is true. Everybody I'm, else needs to be terrified when you, you know. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Eve. Exactly. Eve is driving, so they're already terrified. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, but all throughout this first case, um, and after it was over is when Eve, you know, the famous line of Peabody is, you know, was kind of heavy on her feet, which caused Peabody to decide that, okay, well then I need to work out more, need to do more. And she doesn't want people to see her workout because she's got garby workout clothes. I, I like I related so fucking hard to the whole her whole thought process during all of this. Right? I, other, yeah. other than the fact that she's like, I'm gonna do this right now. I was like, good for you, girl, because I'm I'm putting it on the calendar. I'm not doing it right now. I have to go home and feel bad about it first. And Peabody's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this into right. how I feel bad about it. But I would absolutely be like, I cannot go in there. I do you see that I can't go in there? Yeah. So I I related so hard to that. <laughs> every every time I've ever read right. it, I was like, yeah, that'd have been me too. That'd right. have been me too, man. But then, uh, but I just would have gone home. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I just would have gone home. <laughs> you know, Peabody, to her credit, she really does take that to heart. She really does. I was like, good for you, girl. Right, yeah, you go, girl. So she goes to the to the crappy. Um, a gym instead of the brand new gym that they just had built and right. it works out there. And as it's we, so nice to hear that the police of New York city have that kind of funding, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. I would much <laughs> rather have them spend it on workout equipment than like tanks or something like that. Right. The old gym. But, okay. okay. <laughs> or they could have renovated the old gym. Sure. Um, <laughs> that takes a lot of money. <laughs> That, that takes a lot of money too. So, um, but yeah, so oh, then in, work. right. Well, yeah, but he's busy, you know, working on thin shield for them. So that's true. Good point. Um, so yeah, so then, and that leads to the whole scene where, you know, she, her workout clothes before she decides after she works out before she, she decides to take a shower, she takes off her workout clothes and, drops them on the floor, but then hears her mother's voice in her head and decides to pick it up, you know, and um, gets into the shower. And that's when she hears voices. Two people come in and they're arguing with each other and it's voices and it's a man and it's a woman. And they're talking about how their boy killed somebody and how they need to cover it up. And the man is calling the woman called her Renee once and called her Oberman another time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she called him Garnett. But yep. just the way they're talking, Peabody gets scared to death. And, and Garnett, I guess, is opening shower doors to make yes. sure nobody's no, it's, it's It's Overman. She's doing that. Overman's She's like that? slamming yeah. them open. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought Garnett yeah, was doing it. What? No, I always thought it was Garnett. No, How weird. Why She's did I think that? Open. What I love about this this scene, I mean, obviously, whatever, like, it's terrifying because she's, right. like, any second. But she, like, we get her thought process where she's, like, repeating key things in her head. And, like, you know, if if they don't find me and kill me, I need to remember their names and everything they say. And, like, we just get to see mm-hmm. that, like, thought process that, you know, it, clearly this is just part of Peabody as a cop, you right. know? Um, and I, I found, I just, I, I always find that very interesting. Just, we get to hear the, you know, you know, you get to see the whatever. Um, right. If, if I make it through this, then this is my next step. Like yep. never mm-hmm. once was it going to be, if I make it through this, I will be so grateful that I, I'm alive. It's like, okay, now I have to, I have to, yep. I have to she, right away, right away. She's like, we have to take this down. Like there's no there's no hesitation. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. and I think that that's so important that, that her first instinct as we're reading it is, okay, this is not good. What do I need to do? Right. right. Yep. So in the meantime, while that all is happening, Eve has gone home <laughs> and she finds, <laughs> she finds <laughs> Rourke and uh, Somerset are having, dinner with some of somerset's friends and you know (laughs) we can argue back and forth as to who who was the bigger dick in this situation right (laughs) see i'm sorry uh, yeah i do i i'm complete opposite i don't know that eve was a dick in this situation i think she was such a dick okay why (gasps) give me your reasons because she walked in with assumptions and then just was like well fuck this i'm not even gonna deal with this and walked out and then when Rourke was like, what the fuck? And she attacked him again. She was like, oh, well, I don't want to spend my night with criminals and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, dude, it's Somerset's friends. I'm just, we just had dinner. Right. Why are you mad at me? Because she never made it clear why she was mad. She just walked in and had an attitude and walked out. So I don't think that, I think you're making out Rourke out to be more chill than he actually was. Well, I know I, he, I think he was pissed after how she kind of left it, but right. so, I they mean, were both dicks, don't get me wrong. They were both, they were both dicks, dicks, but so for me, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I'm the, I'm the type of person that I can't, you got to warn me if I had a day and like I come home and there's like, Oh, come and join us for this dinner party with these people. And we've got this nice dinner set out. And I'm like, especially Eve, you know, I've got blood on me and I'm like grubby from work and I'm not, wasn't I mentally prepared to sit down to dinner with people that I have now I have to make conversation with. And, you know, um, it's, I would probably do the same. I would have probably gone like, no, it's fine. I got work to do. And, you know, Enjoy your dinner and. Well, sure. But it was more her underlying stuff where she was like, oh, I don't want to pass assault with criminals and blah, blah, blah. And like. Right. Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. 
I love this argument. I laugh out loud <laughs> every fucking every time. time. It's funny. Because I think that they're both so they're fucking both ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. They, they both were in this case. I also think that they're both so much, like, that's just who they are. And they're both clearly at the end, like, they're just kind of, like, hitting the wall at the same time. You know, like, yeah, she's... She's not prepared for it, and he does not like how she responds. And so he, instead of them, because this is not what even work do, instead of them going, instead of Eve going, I, I just am not in the mood for this. Eve is Eve, and instead yeah, of right. work going, uh, I okay, I'm going to give you your space. He's like, what, what the fuck do you mean? You're not going to. So the two of them are just so yeah. themselves. But I. I'm not kidding, you guys. I cackle out loud when I <laughs> fucking read or listen to this because it's just like a reminder that these two very intelligent, very seemingly like unrealistic characters are just so fucking dumb about yeah, each other. Right. And I love right. it. I love it. Yeah, and like those the fucking whole, like, like a spider off oh, and I, then, like, I, I lose my shit stuff. every time. It's <laughs> so fucking <laughs> funny. program this for a steaming cup of fuck you. Well, they're so yeah, stupid. It, the I just want to punch them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm Somerset, who's just like, um, maybe you couldn't behave like children. Like, don't behave like children, you dumbasses. Like, yeah. I just, I like, <laughs> Somerset yeah. walks in, I'm like, yes. Yeah, exactly. I just, but I right. get so much joy. I get so much joy from it because I want. I, I am Somerset. I want to shake them both. <laughs> yeah, good point. Oh my I god! I mean, that's that's just what it is. And and well, yeah. the the thing about it is that it it really does show. You know, Nora knows how it goes in a marriage. Clearly, yeah. You know? I mean, because this is mm-hmm. how it goes. You know, just some dumb thing sets it off. So dumb. And so the next dumb. thing you know, you're yeah, yelling at each other. Yeah. And it's it's so easy to misunderstand, uh, you know. Right. You yeah. Know, the other's point or their, you don't know what their thoughts are. And I just feel like, you know, for me, it was just like, I can, I can understand where Eve's coming from there. I can too, but I also see Rourke's side. So no, I see Rourke's side too. I mean, yeah, she should have. But again, it's it's about this is kind of about even though even though the word was never mentioned in this whole situation, it's about respect, right? So yes. she in his in his mind, she was disrespecting Somerset's guests. You know, right. that's in in a, another way that you know I often will determine what the. Um, what the theme is, is by looking at stuff like this, you know, right. Their personal re well, what was this fight about? Right. They had this whole fight and they had, and again, as we've said many times, Nora doesn't put stuff in without a good reason. Right. And, and so a lot of it was about her disrespecting Somerset's friends and in Rourke's mind, disrespecting. Yeah, for sure. And she has, she did say stuff that, you know, was disrespectful that she probably shouldn't right. have said and, you know, but, um, <laughs> so, but, you know, the good thing about it is the way that they kind of like right away without any hesitation, put that all aside. Once Somerset came in and said, yeah, Peabody's here. Yep. And she yeah. seems bothered, you know, it was like, yep. that was like, that was it yep. for that there fight. Was, yeah. They're like, we never have to talked handle about this. it again. It was never brought yep. up again. It was just like over. Well, it was brought up again, but it was more like, you're okay. still mad. So, yes, you so are mad, too. We're, we're going to get over this because this is more important. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we're going to have Which a- I, I do like that we get to have them have that, like, we also recognize how fucking stupid this is. Um, yeah. Yep. Right. And so there it is. And then they do put it to bed. That's it. Right. So, yeah. So Peabody's at the house and Eve is thinking, like, it has something to do with case. Is this something with, with the case? And she's like, no. And, you know, so um, she finally tells Eve everything that happened. And um, Eve is pretty pissed off. So, yeah, okay. So she's telling Eve, you know, um, that something happened. And um, she tells her, like, I was went to work at the second level facilities. And Eve's like, Jesus, why? It's a pit. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's why, I, you yeah. know. And away from everyone, I thought I would be cool just to go work out, you know. Right. And of course, Rourke had gone to get her a glass of wine because that's what he does. Yeah. Um, Good friend, Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I would expect as well. Yeah. You know, I think that Peabody or Eve handles it exactly as it needs to be handled because she's, you yes. know, goes into Lieutenant Eve Dallas mode right away. And she doesn't react. Which is really just like a reminder of just how good of a boss she is. Right. Like she doesn't, she lets Peabody get everything she needs to out. She guides her in the right direction so that she can give a cohesive statement. Right. That, um, you know, kind of, she like kind of restarts her, you know, by kind of guiding her that direction. Right, and asking her and questions. And she doesn't. Yeah, but she doesn't react. Like, she's not reactionary to it. She's just like, okay, then what happened? Then what happened? Not, what the fuck? This bitch is crazy, even though that's what's going on in her head. Right. And it's just it's just a nice reminder of yeah. Eve's leadership skills. Right, because Peabody says, that, sorry, that was a crappy report, or says, sorry, I'm jumbled. And Eve says, you got names, a partial description, details of cops running a sideshow, sounds like illegals, and ordering hits. And, um... Right away, she says, McNabb, peel yourself off of Peabody and run those names. <laughs> because McNabb, he's, he's, you know, he's wanting to protect her. McNabb is like, <laughs> he's just precious. He really is. Yeah. Um, and Well, and I, I think that, like, we kind of have been... <sighs> there's, there's this thing about Peabody that we see from from all of them that we spend time with there's a little bit of this like extra layer of like of coddling that's not coddling is the wrong word because coddling is too severe of a word but like she's this she's this sweet young woman who came from my like a kind of naive sort of background right obviously similar to how true heart is but true heart's a man you know so we're we're not going to use him as the example here but like rourke is protective of her eve is protective of her obviously her partner is but like just just the way that like this is like this sweet kind woman who we know can be fierce as fuck like just had more of her innocence just ripped out of out of her life you know right this is this is a big thing and even though peabody has been through a lot since she's moved to new york like she's still got that like kind of kind of like sweet girl next door vibe going on um that everyone everyone i just feel like everyone seems to be like 
this is our this is our precious child that we you know like there's a book later on i think that like that she gets like hit in the head or something and everyone was like oh we all like the whole bullpen is like we're taking care of her she's just like she's like the little baby (laughs) sister that everyone wants to take care of exactly yeah and it's not that she's like you know weak or or needs it but that's just like an instinctual thing that a lot of people you have the people that you're like i want to protect you and peabody is a nice loving giving person who wouldn't hurt a fly unless the fly were (laughs) lieutenant renee overman you know like so i I don't know there's there's just something about it and like the three of them coming together in this place to like get to the next step and McNabb just flat out being like wrapped around her being like i will protect you right just it, it all just reads so well it feels it feels like they're a little they're a little made family yeah, the, the section of their family, yeah. you know, like it just it's lovely. But I I feel like there is that just that like extra layer of like everyone kind of crowds around her. She's she's just that kind of person. Right. And everybody has their role to fill. And that's yeah. It, uh, McNabb wrapped around Peabody is his role to fill. And Rourke <laughs> well, yeah. bringing her some wine. <laughs> that's his role. And Eve, you know, asking the good questions that, you know, been being yeah. reasonable. That's that's her role, you know, so everybody's mm-hmm. playing their role here. It's so good. So, yep. um, so Eve basically says that she knows who Peabody is, who, who was in there. She knows Oberman and mm-hmm. lets Peabody know that that's Renee Oberman, uh, commander Marcus Oberman retired's daughter. And that makes Peabody even more scared, you know, because yeah. this <laughs> commander Oberman is known as St. Oberman in the department and McNabb looks up the name Garnett and finds that it's, um, detective William Garnett, who's under Oberman. So right away, Eve's like, okay, we're, we're starting to set up the op right now. Everybody go upstairs. We're going to figure out what to do, what the next steps are. And, um, she decides to go out with Rourke. Can I say a real quick thing about the conversation that you and Rourke have? Yeah, yeah, real quick. Mm-hmm. So this is before they leave, and then before like McNabb borrows Eve's clothing, which was weird. Which is so weird. Um, <laughs> so weird, but also makes so much sense. Well, it does, but it doesn't because women's would, jeans and men's jeans don't fit the same fucking way. No, they even don't. But some, this, even though they're listen, the same size, I, come on. Listen, I mean, okay, <laughs> we're gonna take what we can get, but no, even Rourke right. have this conversation about like where we get to kind of see how that, how this whole thing affects Eve. Right. Um, you know, when she's like, if they had found Peabody, they would have killed her. Right. And that was to me, um, anytime that we get to see Eve in that like vulnerable moment, which is always almost always with Rourke, um, is a treat. I think it's really important um, to recognize what these other characters are for Eve because they are her family. They are her lifeline, honestly, right, you know? Right. Um, and it's, it's a little, it's a little jarring, honestly, to me, at least um, as a person who like Eve has like, my family is also a selected group of friends and not yeah. necessarily my, my actual family. And so like, thinking about someone I care that much about being in a situation where 
if something had tipped the tiniest bit another way, they would not have been here. And it, I don't know. It just, it was a conversation that made me really, really glad that, that Nora put it in to give us that glimpse into Eve's like, just how personal, like this is, this is personal. Yes. The badge is personal, but like, this is the, this is the time where you get to see Eve be a hundred percent personal. And it's about, another it's about her partner it's about the situation right that she is put in and i know that she and McNabb discuss it the next day too but like that is i don't know like i would i don't know that i would be able to like function thinking about how close someone i knew and loved came to potential being potentially being murdered you know over trying to literally just do something so simple so I don't know. I just wanted to bring that conversation up because I, I found it to be, I found it to be one of those things where it just kind of like catches you and you're like, yeah, right. Yeah. That's this, this is going to hit Eve harder than, than than I think it would hit, you know, other people. So. Right. And, you know, I mean, what's interesting is that in that, in that conversation, like you were saying, yeah. I mean, Eve saying, basically taking on the response, kind of, feeling like it's partially her own fault mm-hmm. for saying what she said to Peabody right? that made yeah. her want to go down to that gym, you know? And she said, and, yeah, I couldn't I have down. just said, you know, everybody takes a knock, you know, I had to tell her uh, that she needs to work better. on it, to do better. Yeah. yeah. And then Rourke is like, but she wouldn't like, that's, that's what you guys are. Like, right. I like that he doesn't go, this isn't your fault. Instead he, explains to her like how yep. how we got here you know because right it's, because peabody wants to be better you know right. yeah eve eve gives her that instruction and instead of peabody being like uh, you know yeah she's like i want to impress i want to impress my supervisor my partner my you know my commanding officer but also like she really does want to be better right right you know and that's because of who eve is and how eve has trained her and given her space to because Peabody didn't take that as a you you are like you know get your shit together Peabody took that as a you're right I I will be better if I do this thing right right because my boss who I admire and respect and look up to you know knows that that's a good thing for me like it it really does and that's what Rourke points out to Eve mm-hmm. instead of him just being like, you know, that's not true. Like, right. you know, he, he does the, okay, but let me just explain to you how this works because you know, but you need to be reminded right now. Right. And it's just wonder. It's, just, it's a wonderful, it's, even work yeah. moment. Yeah. Well, it's very well done. Yeah. So, and also Eve saying, Tim, like, don't pet, don't, don't pet me. Cause I need to hold it together because yeah, because he's, she is very anyway. vulnerable right like, there. You know, I know because he's working. <laughs> he he want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is when they decide that they have to actually go find Keener, whoever that is, and um, to corroborate corrupt, Peabody's, yeah, to figure yeah. out if that guy right. is actually you know dead. I can't remember yeah. how how did they figure out where he was. They like 
They they translated they like, his yeah, and then they picked some spots, and, and then yeah, it was all cap stuff. I don't know. It was all Rourke being a fucking genius stuff. Where the murder was, and yeah, it was right. a bunch of. Yeah, like, and then of exactly. course they like picked all these spots, and then Peabody McNabb went one direction, and they went another direction. Right. And of course we have to watch Rourke be a badass. So then they found the body, right. and also we right, right, Rourke, Rourke like breaks some guy's arm who tries to stab them yeah. and steal exactly. their money, right. Just typical, <laughs> even Rourke. Stuff. We haven't, we haven't even seen Rourke, in a while, though. It's been, a minute. It's, have, been a minute. Yeah. it's been a minute since we've seen Rourke do that. So, yeah. so that was part in of the case fun we of this. Forgot, here we go. <laughs> He's a badass, and he beats people up and steals their weapons. It's we know this about weapons. him. <laughs> so, but he also has, um, you know, Wi-Fi cameras on him to to plant. Yes. Anywhere because you know, well, because he's work, because he's work, right? So, I feel like he just, I feel like he has like this kit that's, of course, very small and compact and hidden that's like ways to help Eve, like Eve, right? Because he's always got, he's always got, right? He's always got, like, he's always got it all. Like, where do you put this on your body, dude? Like, he's work, he's work. That's, that's the answer. Stop trying to figure it out. You know better. You know better. Stop trying to figure it out. All right. Yeah. I'm done. So that's not to think about it too hard. Yeah. But the weirdest, I mean, I totally understand it. Like they want to get eyes on him and just in case something happens, just well, in yeah, case somebody that. comes back and totally. do that. But it seemed, it also seemed weird because the next morning, you know, when Whitney comes over, he's like, all right, let me see the body. And she's like, oh, yeah. And goes to the computer and. <laughs> There he is, live for your entertainment. Live feed, <laughs> live go, feed of him dead in this bathtub. Like, right. okay, <laughs> thanks. So, kind of. I weird, wonder how many times Whitney has to like hold himself back from rolling his eyes. Like, I feel like oh, no God. one holds back more eye rolls than Commander Whitney. Yeah, like, one because Eve will just let them go. Like, Eve right. will be like, I will roll my ass. But I just yeah. feel like when he's like, Oh, fucking course, a fucking course, this is Dallas doing this. Like, it can't be right. some other random good cop. It's got to be Dallas. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> like, he goes home when he was like, Oh my God, Dallas. Oh my God. Like, can you just Are go you on a fucking go? vacation? Nothing crazy will happen there. Like, yeah. I gotta this go. is why he forces her to go on vacation. I gotta yes. go. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so yeah. So they put up the um, cameras, and they mm-hmm. called Whitney the next morning. Of course, Peabody had the option of calling him at like four o'clock in the morning, but Eve didn't really think that right. was a good idea. Eve was like, "No." Eve was like, "Well, like, like, you don't do this." Yeah. Eve's like, "Do you want to call him at four a.m.?" She's like, "No, no I, I don't. don't actually. I really don't." <laughs> Good call. Yeah. So, um, and um, so they call him the next morning. And this is the next morning is when even and McNabb have a little conversation. And McNabb's like, I, yeah. I want it. I really want to get them. Like, I want blood, basically. Yeah. He wants blood. Yeah. Um, so Which they. For McNabb is kind of a big thing. That was like yeah. one of the things where I was thinking, mm-hmm. wow. Because McNabb doesn't do that normally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I still, I still feel like you, you could unleash he and Eve 
on oh, someone sure. who wronged Peabody and they're going oh, down God, hard. Yeah. Yeah. This for is sure. the one of the reasons why we but can't, this is, we couldn't decide whether the worst combo would be Eve and McNabb or Rourke and Peabody. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, um, yeah, Whitney comes in and they lay it all out for him. And of course, Whitney knows that they're all fucked because it's Commander Overman's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> Whitney's like, God damn it, Dallas. <laughs> yeah. How dare but, you uncover this? But, yeah, but it, it would, the interesting part is that, right. you know, at a certain point, Eve thinks that her head, he doesn't like her. Just by right. things he said. No, about he her. doesn't like her. Like he think he thinks she is going for his seat. Yeah. And Eve's like, well, she's never gonna get it. Like she didn't say that, but you know, she kind of says that. She's gonna be disappointed. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that song was playing in her head. But um so um we should put that on the playlist. Yeah. Renee's song. <laughs> you guys put a Renee Overman song never on the playlist. Here it is. Yeah. That's what we're gonna put on the playlist. <laughs> but yeah, I mean they're essentially all fucked. Not fucked, but you know, I mean it's it's really It's uh, a mess. It's a shitty situation. Yeah. He's like, this is yeah. a, this is gonna be a long road. Yeah. Yep. You know. And like look at what we have. We're going up against literally like my predecessor's daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and Overman Commander Overman is a legend. Right. Yeah. So the the um the plan is for Eve to get a, an anonymous tip, quote unquote, from one of her right. quote unquote <laughs> weasels. <laughs> I laugh every time at that. The fucking anonymous tip. Right? Yeah. Anonymous tip cracks me up every fucking yeah, time. Yeah, because she's like, "How did because you do you know that?" Work doing it, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my god, what?" what? <laughs> yeah, she's like, "How did you do that?" And he's like, "Oh, it was a mix of a couple of guys from drug vids, and you know." <laughs> yeah, like, of course you know, it was. You're behind it, so you're like, right. oh my god, dude." For real, oh, I love it. It's AI. It's just, it's just Nora using AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. But before Fair. it was invented, so yeah, right. That's, that's what happened, and so um, yeah, she's going to get the tip, and then she and Peabody are going to go investigate, quote unquote, discover Keener, and then she's going to. She tells Whitney, like, I'm absolutely going to go after her for homicide. Like, I'm going to 100 percent like be up her ass on this, you know, that's how I'm going to play it. So, um, so they go down to where the body is. And, um, while Peabody kind of deflects, Eve reaches up and takes those, you know, vi video yeah. cameras off yeah, the, the walls. Video cameras down. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty brilliant how they worked. It is actually pretty brilliant yeah, because sure. she knows like, Renee will get access to all of these files. Right. So they all have to look 100% yep. legit. Yep. So, yeah. So then, um, is it after that, that they, she goes to Renee or does she call Webster first? No, I think she calls Webster first. She does call Webster first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's because she makes Peabody call crack. Yes, yeah, she yes. 
Yeah. That's what it is. She makes Peabody call crack so that she can talk to Webster. Right. Because, you know, gets him up in the early morning. That great, that great conversation where she's like, how much more beauty sleep do you need? Right. Exactly. How much, <laughs> how much prettier do you need to be? Yeah. That's what it is. Be, be, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's just oh, a delight. Yeah. Right. He's great. great. So does Eve. Yeah. And he's like, do you want coffee? And she's like, no, not that coffee. Not that coffee. So I, I actually like oh, my stomach. I yeah. like, because we've taken so long to reread this one. I just read um, Desperation. Yeah. Mm. And with Crack and Crack being at Andean and, you know. Oh, yeah. Just being like, nope, we're not. Nobody's messing with this girl. Yeah. I got her. Yeah. Like, oh, I love you. <laughs> and I loved him before that. He's he's great. You're right. Yeah. So, um, and then there's this little back and forth between Eve and Webster where she's like, I'm not gonna tell you if you're recording this. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, yep. What are you oh, talking I love about? How she handles like, him so much. Yeah. Yeah. So and we're not messing around with this. Yeah. And so they tell Webster everything. And I think he agrees to not go to his commander right away, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but eventually brings him in. Yeah. Uh, but at first, not not going to him right away. Um, right. And um, also, Whitney was going to tell Feeney. So that was Whitney's job. He was going to go to Feeney and tell him what was going on yeah. and that they needed him to be the E-man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Webster, it says that Webster, like, really grills Peabody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he needed to know kind of like, yeah, you know, she, well, she gets it from, from Whitney too. Like, right. She, and it's, yeah, he was like, and that was really, really proud of how well she yeah. does with both of them. Because she really stood up for herself when right. Whitney was grilling her, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and probably with um, Webster as well. Yeah. And, um, again, another person that is like, we're all fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's true. Yeah. Why can't you just find like a nice dead tourist? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she will. (laughs) At some point. At some point. Yeah. And he's asking her how many are in involved. At this point, she just knows about the two of them and the unknown. She hasn't named Bix yet, right. but she's also like, we have no idea because there's definitely got to be more than them, you know? Something along those lines. I don't know exactly what she says. Right. But. Then she also tells them, I'll break your arm if you try to walk out of here with your recorder. <laughs> Do not fuck with Eve. Do not fuck with Eve. I think that like she says something that she'd break his arm and she'd have him transferred to like Queens or something. And then Peabody was like, would you really do that? And she's like, I might break his nose and send him to the Bronx or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, oh, she's great. And I think that's when they go to Central and she goes to Oberman. Right. Um, Well, actually, the first she goes to Feeney. Mm, Yes. And. Uh, he tells her that he actually, because R- Renee got out of the academy before she did, 
And Feeney tells her that. Because Renee is what, like six or seven years older than yeah. her, right? At yeah. least. I think more. And um, he tells her that he actually looked at Renee as, you know, <laughs> to, to train her at yeah. one point. And then he didn't. And then he didn't. Well, <laughs> this he wasn't, was like, he nope. said this wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I understand that. And he said, but, you know, a few years later, he looked at someone else and that was the right fit. It was just a really kind of touching moment without being like overly sappy. Yeah. You know. Feeney is so great in this book. He really is. Yeah. (laughs) So good. And this is when, you know, he has to put the uh, recorder on her. Oh, yeah. The two of them, like, the two of them are never going to move past this very 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 awkward bullshit between right. them and it's amazing yeah because he's like you're gonna have to take you know everything off essentially and she's like jesus feeney i'm naked under here this is a support tank and it says his color spread from his ears to his cheeks his gaze stayed pinned over her shoulder i don't want to see your tits any more than you want to flash him but this has <laughs> got to go against skin so you should have thought of that and worn one of those other things which he's correct <laughs> Yeah, and then she stripped, and then he's like, "You got some tan," and she's like, "Jesus, Feeny!" Like (laughs) he's like, "I'm just saying because it's a different color, and you know, I have to make it blend in." And this is already awkward. (laughs) Like it wasn't necessarily a compliment, right? For me, I just find it so amusing just how Feeny, especially, like he can't even say bra, right? Like, he literally won't even say the word bra. Yeah. But then he'll be like, I don't want to see your tits. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know. But he can't well, say bra. Men say tits. They don't say bra. Yeah, I guess. Right. I don't know. Men are weird. But yeah. I mean, precious. I went in for my first radiation appointment last week. And it was two guys and the radiologist was a woman. But the two, like, texts were men and they were like, they were so like freaked out. They were like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, dude, I'm so done with modesty at this point that. Yeah. I don't care if you see my tits. <laughs> I feel like, just I feel like they like, maybe need to okay. not be part of that. Right. <laughs> like, because most of yeah. my moves at this point. I just feel like pretty much yeah. I mean, when I worked in, yeah. When I worked in surgery center, like the, the men, like the the guy texts and everything, like they weren't weird when no, they they weren't weird at all. They were just, I think they were more worried about me. They were like, yeah, yeah they're trying to don't respect like, your respect the, you. Well, and that's why there's the a woman the in there with you, right? And then, you know, they <laughs> yeah. got the whole, you know, if you want a a chaperone or whatever, and I'm just like. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I'm I think that, I think years that, old. I'm not worried about you groping me. It's fine. Right. <laughs> like, is it right. gonna help? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So anyway, and um, Feeney asks her if Peabody's okay, and then Eve says, "Can you have McNabb hook her up? They they can use one of their rendezvous <laughs> closets, and everybody will just think they're groping." <laughs> I don't want to know about that. Yeah. I love because that's like a frequent conversation between you and Feeney, you know, when, when he's like, I don't want to. She's like, nope, if I have to know about it, you have to know about it. Right. If I have to think about it, you have to think about it. Like, yep. Yep. they just kill me. They're so funny. Yeah. 
so yeah, so how she in in how she describes Renee's squad versus her own is is a big contrast, you know. Yeah. 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 Like everybody has to wear a tie and has to wear shine shoes. That's terrible. (laughs) Can't have anything personal. Can't have anything personal. And yeah, it's just, it's weird. And that she has this big, huge office and she keeps the door closed and the shades closed all the time. And she just sounds like a dick. Right. She's like, yeah, no one wants that. Yeah. No one wants that. And she's got a gigantic picture of her father in his dress blues on her wall. But nobody else can have pictures. Exactly. Right. And but then it says, um, Eve wondered how it felt to have him watch her every move and why she'd chosen to. That's a little foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. Then Eve is saying, like, hey, you know, your guy, Richie, uh, Ricky Keener, you know, he's <laughs> dead and this is a homicide. And Renee's like, what are you talking about? What? 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 No, Ooh. definitely an overdose. No, you're wrong. <laughs> so right away, I think she's getting to uh, Renee. And she says to her, you know, before she leaves, I'm confident, confident of my gut. And my gut says Keener's crossed somebody who didn't like being crossed. I'll find them. Thanks for your time, Lieutenant. I'll be in touch. She strode out. The hard smile didn't spread until she was out of illegals and on the way back to her own turf. Start scrambling, bitch, she thought, because I've got your number now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> so then right after that is when she goes to Mira's office to talk to her about this whole thing. <clears throat> and when she goes in, you know, she says, I need to talk to Mira. And the, the you know, dragon lady says, yes, one moment. You can go right in. She's like, what? I can go right in. I can go right in. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then she's like, uh, she only has a few minutes. And he's like, oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do when you're like being nice, you know, or accommodating. I understand. The, the like running gag of Eve and the administrative assistant yeah, to Mira always kills me because I have never in all of my years ever met an administrative assistant who has that kind of power over anyone who's coming to visit anyone especially like with eve and her rep so i just love this woman like i'm just like she does not i don't give a fuck if you're eve dallas this bitch got a schedule and we're gonna keep it right like like she has she has the efficiency skills and like the the skills, honestly, to work for someone like Rourke, mm-hmm. like Mira's admin is like that bitch could be working for the president. Like she's she ain't <laughs> fucking around, you right. know. Like <laughs> like 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 meanwhile, Whitney's Whitney's administrative assistant is like, oh my god, I love Lieutenant Dallas. She's right. the star of the ICO book. Like I don't know, Mira's administrative assistant. Man, that yeah, that bitch is her. amazing. Yep. I don't have time for you. Yeah. So she's talking to Mira about Renee and Mira's basically telling her that she did her initial evaluation, but didn't do any of the rest of them. Another doctor, Dr. Adams did those. And Eve's basically like, why? And they essentially say that it's because Mira feels like um, Renee probably sees men uh, men as more easily manipulated. So Mm -hmm. Women are a threat. Competitors, she prefers the company of men. 
which is not a crime. And they talk about that too. Yeah. They talk about her being this way, even though she's commander Oberman's daughter, all of that stuff. So a lot about how Renee is a shit. Yeah. And how clearly it's, it's interesting now because like, you know, we're like zeroing in on this woman and we're like, actually no one likes her. Right. No. And the hard part about this for Mira is coming to the realization that one of her colleagues is in on it essentially. Yep. And is passing Renee through without really doing the work, which is crappy. And, you know, I mean, they eventually they find, figure out that a lot of people are in on it because Eve says at one point, like there could be like, Judges and there could be judges and people in yeah. um, people the Justice Department, yeah. you know, in the, in, the yeah. in legal and all of that, which is in DA's department. Exactly. And they're talking about money. So this is interesting. They're talking about, you know, them you, doing this for money. Amira says, money, like her father's picture, is a symbol, it represents power and success. No doubt, no doubt she enjoys it to a she enjoys it to acquire what she likes, but I would speculate she hoards the bulk of it, of what she earned illicitly. When that conversation is, again, foreshadowing, because basically she's using right. mm-hmm. <laughs> her father's picture yep. to hide her safe. So, Right. All of that is foreshadowing. And Eve is basically saying, daddy issues. Boo fucking who? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, Which, yeah. Yeah, a lot of this has to do with Eve being upset because, you know, you know, Oberman's a horrible person, despite the fact that she had this man as her father who was exemplary. And right. here. Yeah. Like, boo hoo. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And Ew. that's what, you know, I mean, Renee basically complains about her father, like, you know. Right. And that's, that's another thing that pisses Eve off more than anything. Which is fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the morgue. Dr. Morris states that Keener had pizza with sardines, which seems gross, but teach their own. Yeah, don't don't love that. Anchovies is one thing, but sardines, like, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sardines on pizza. Yeah. Well, you know. That's you. I shouldn't say, I mean, I'm I'm a pineapple and pizza person. People think that's gross. I so. love pineapple and pizza. Let's yeah, do it. I, I have no I have no qualms about pineapple on pizza. It depends on the other toppings, but I'm I'm not gonna give you grief. For sardines that. on pizza just it's seems not. gross. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. Sardines, sardines. Are- I was like, <laughs> sardines are kind of gross. Sardines are gross, and let's put them on pizza. Right. No, what? So, but the, the the thing here is that um, he can't determine whether it was an accident, suicide, or homicide. And right. at the moment, Eve is happy with his non-results. This is what this <laughs> says. Um, but it does say something about, didn't Eve see a, a bump on his head or something? Yeah. There was a knot behind his ear. Behind his ear. Right. On his neck. So, you know, she's kind of having Morris look a little bit. She was like. Mm. Base of the skull. Yeah. So she's kind of like, mm, that could have been, somebody could have hit him. And Morris yeah. is like, yeah, somebody could have. I guess I say it's in, <laughs> undetermined. <laughs> so, but how, okay. So how much different is Eve kind of not necessarily, she's not manipulating Morris at this point, but no. she is kind of like leading him where she wants him to go. 
Kind of. So, but I, I mean, I think I think it's less that she's leading him and more like making him aware of the fact yeah. that like yeah. she's already she already has very solid feelings about this. Right. And yeah, you know, like I don't know. I I think like that's maybe just part of their personality. But if Eve or their relationship, but Eve is making it clear that there's more to this. Yeah. I right. think. Yep. And that she's already got she already has determined what this is and she needs him to come to the same conclusion. Right. Yep. Which of course he will. So yep. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think she's like leading him on into that area because one, he'd get there anyway. Right. But she's not she's not pretending like she doesn't know what it is. Right. Right. Exactly. So on the way back to Central, Eve plans her next move. Peabody will call Oberman, requesting the data on Keener, and to avoid suspicion, talk to the other homicide detect- detectives about the Keener case. And I just think that's funny because that's definitely something that Eve is using to poke the bear, basically. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, Peabody calling her, yep. and you know, my lieutenant is requesting this information, and yep, yeah, getting. Oberman all pissed off at her. Yeah. And Eve also suggests that Peabody yammer about the case in the bullpen. She's like, I don't yammer. Yeah, I don't exactly. yammer. <laughs> okay, so the, the word yammer, I forgot that word existed except for in this book. Right? Um, apparently there's like a social media platform called Yammer. Really? That, that yeah, because the Cleveland Clinic is on mm. it. Um, and everyone, like, we all automatically got added to it, and all of us were like, fuck this social media platform. We all, like, got the fuck off of it because I kept getting digests, and the whole digest was people being like, how do I get off of this list? How do I? Get off this list? Sounds about right. Yep. yep, sounds about right. And I, but it was Yammer called Gammer. A lot, but I had no idea about a social media platform. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know like what, like where it came from, but it's very much like Facebook, you know, it's got that kind of algorithm or whatever, but I don't know if it's, if it's, it's, it can't just be a Cleveland clinic thing, but, but I was like, what the hell is this? But the whole thing, how how do I unsubscribe? For months, I would just get these because I was like, whatever. I would just delete them. I'm like, eventually, I'll unsubscribe. I don't care. But just the whole thing would be message after message of how do I unsubscribe? Or my favorite would be like, take me off the list, please. (laughs) This isn't where you tell people you want off the list. Okay, so that's a Microsoft product. Yeah, yeah, that that tracks because you know we have fucking Microsoft. Um. Connect people across your organization to make better decisions faster. Do you think that happens in your organization? Um, not with Yammer. No? <laughs> <laughs> and probably with like our other tools from Outlook and whatever. Right. But that's so funny. But like, I remember just being like, wait, what the hell is this? And then Yammer, the only thing I could think of was this book. Yeah. Because I'm like, I've never, like, it's not that I'd never heard that word before, but it was not something you heard used. Yeah. And then Eva's like, Eva's like, in a book where she's like, this person must read a lot. She uses the word grammar. (laughs) (laughs) But Peabody's like, I like, I respectfully like disagree with that term or whatever. I'm like, yeah, me too. Why would you say that? It's so stupid. (laughs) Why not say it's a fun word to say? Yammer. You know what? It's so it's so Eve to say weird things like that. It's just. 
You're just like, okay. I I object to that term as well, but it is really funny when he says things like right. that. So um, Eve and Peabody return. They run into Webster and Eve's all pissed off because Webster is supposed to be playing it cool. And here he is like Who's hanging, hanging out in Cop Central. Thanks, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, relax. I just had a, you know, I have a meeting with the commander. Like, And so um, she's talking to him. And um, while she's talking to him is when Darcia shows up. And earlier, what we didn't talk about was that Rourke took Eve aside and said, hey, Darcia's visiting the planet. She's, she, she's visiting she's on, the planet. <laughs> she is visiting the planet. She's she on is. planet. She's, she's visiting New York and she wants to have a meet with Eve. And could Eve fit her into the schedule? And at first Eve is like, no, I can't fit her into a schedule. Do you know what I'm working on? And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. No, that would actually work because nobody would think that I would be like, you know, yammering with this person (laughs) (laughs) while I'm trying to run this major investigation. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Tell her to come down, you know, Eve figuring out how to use everything to her advantage. She's just a queen. Exactly. And then, and she, so she comes in while Eve's talking to Webster and Webster uh, is like one of those old timey cartoons and this, and his like tongue starts hanging out, like he's panting and whatever. Right. Or um, like, <laughs> okay. It doesn't quite do that, but, but Eve is like, yeah, you know, um, I think Eve said, you know, I have to, she has to go to her office is she going to talk to peabody first there's a reason why darcia is not in her office right away and decides to go and get a drink from the from the vending machine but she tells eve i'm going to go get a drink from the vending machine and then of course webster follows her and like can i buy you a drink (laughs) very smooth like you know because like that's just how men work or something right exactly and So they have a little discussion, he and Darcia, and decide to um, have dinner or something. They, they like, do the love at first sight thing. And you're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. That's what they do. Well, so did even work, so. Right. Well, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, and we don't, we were, we were, like, in Eve's head, and there's, like, that, like, animal magnetism or whatever between the two of them. And we, I guess we can just assume that's what's happening with these two. We're not in their heads, so we don't really know. Right, exactly. But, yeah. you know, in the last book, that's kind of made clear. that. But he but he does flat yeah. out go, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And yeah. you're like, okay, Webster, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I think, I feel like cool it was just bit. that immediate connection thing. That like, right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we just like to give men a hard time because well, it sure. doesn't right. happen enough. Well, I what right. I said. Right. so after she makes plans with Webster, Darcia goes back to Eve's office, and they um she basically saying like this smaller space suits you. Yeah, and um then she sees Eve's board, and they talk about uh Keener, and Darcia's you know saying that she's she saw a lot of that kind of thing when she was growing up in like Columbia or something. Didn't that, didn't she say that? Something like that. There's so much of that when I was on the job in Columbia. Yeah. And now I'm enjoying this shiny and new, the shiny and new of Olympus and talking about how much she loves, um, how much she loves New York. I'm going to treat myself and wander and buy myself several frivolous things. 
Good for her. And then Eve's like, how far can you wander in those shoes before you cry like a baby? (laughs) And you know what? I am 100% with Eve on that. Yeah, I don't. That's not for me. However, like, I'm glad that that Darcy gets to do this because I don't know what the fuck is there to shop for on Olympus. Oh, they have tons of shops. I'm sure they have. Yeah, but they're not as cool as New York shops, obviously, or Darcy wouldn't be excited. Right. But high heels? Why do you have to No, that? I mean, I'm not into that, but clearly this bitch is. <laughs> right. This, this on, hot, sexy on your bitch. Vacation. She's like, she's like, I'm on vacation. I don't get it. <clears throat> okay, yeah. but guys, I drove down to main campus today because I had to go help out with the pediatric safety fair. And um, it's in fucking like busy as fuck Cleveland. And this bitch just walking across the street, like, graceful as fuck in these three inch heels and she looked she looked so good doing it nope and i'm like and i'm like and she was she was like i think she was like a doctor or or someone um i know she was walking several blocks to get to her fucking car because there's no good parking for employees and it was it looked like it was nothing there are people like that on the planet yeah they're weird that's that's You know what though? I I I see speech students. Like I see I have my speech students. Some of them, I'm like, why are you wearing heels like it's nothing? You know? Yeah. They're like they're like Mariah Carey in that honey music video from nineteen ninety nine. I don't know because that's not me. That ain't right. me. That ain't me, kid. Yeah. Like, I can wear the big fat chunky heels, but you give me those thin heels, oh uh that's not happening. Yeah. I have I have like a quarter of an inch of a heel on a pair of brown boots I own. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's me I'm too. So, like, I'm I cannot so wear high heels. On all of that too. Yeah. I yeah. get it. I'm so. But if this was if that's what this bitch wants to take back with her, good for her because it probably good makes her. her her beautiful exactly. body like move even more beautifully. So. Right. And um, everyone go like that. And so Eve. Um, Tells her about the uh, the shop that she Broke stopped to fight at. She was like, said, you should go there. <laughs> she was like, that doesn't sound like you. And he was like, oh, I broke up a fight. And she's like, ah, that sounds like that's, you. Yeah, that sounds like you. Okay. This reminds 100%. us how much we love Darcia. Yes. Just a, right. little, just, just a little bit. And we're like, we love her. We love her. <laughs> so then Darcia's like, okay, I'm going to go check that shop out. And Eve's like, have a good time. Watch out for the hair pullers. <laughs> Oh, and Eve. then it says, <laughs> as she was getting ready to go home, like getting all of her files together and everything, she got a signal and there was an email or whatever from um, Renee. And it says, to Lieutenant Dallas, homicide from Lieutenant Oberman, illegals, confidential data, re Keener, Ricky, as requested. And he's like, I bet that hurt. <laughs> and then, of course, Baxter's like, hey, 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 who is that? Who is that <sighs> yeah. woman who that, that just came in the... Everyone just rolls their eyes at fucking men being fucking men. And she's like, she's out of orbit, Baxter, literally. (laughs) Like how she's like, and she outranks you. (laughs) Yeah, and she outranks you. Well, she outranks Webster, too. Right? And so Eve says to Peabody, I assume Lieutenant Oberman sent you the required data. No, Peabody said that to Eve. I assume Lieutenant Oberman sent you the required data, and Eve said she did. And Peabody says... I don't think she was too happy about it. I guess some handlers are pretty territorial about their weasels. <laughs> even when the weasel's dead. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. So 
they kind of have to make this like small talk while they're walking out to the car because they don't know who's listening. Is that when they're talking and, about uh, Darcia and how sexy she is? Or was that earlier? Just, I don't know. Yeah. Peabody, Peabody's just like, do you think women like that just, you know, <laughs> know that they're the they sexiest just, yeah. thing alive? Just thing alive. Oh. Yeah, rude. Well, I mean, I don't know that they know that. But they probably have a good idea. Then they're going to go to Keener's flop, essentially. Yes. And they see this cat there and Peabody tries to pet it and it like scratches her or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like don't be so nice <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah she's like that'll teach you to be so soft-hearted and friendly so they yeah they go in and they like you know look for stuff and they don't really find anything except his place was really gross and dirty and whatnot yeah disgusting. and they talk to is this when they talk to the neighbors yes yeah juby and they're like, yeah, and they're like, what's with you? What's what's with all you cops today? <laughs> right. And they're like, mm, what do you mean? Mm, don't you? And then they're like, don't you all know each other? Don't you all talk? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a really actually fair statement to come from someone yeah. who doesn't work. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, why don't why the fuck don't you know what each other's doing? <laughs> right. So a lot of us ask that, I I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. This is when she goes home. She like drops Peabody off, I think. Yes. And goes home. And um, Somerset says, have I missed a national holiday? There must be celebrations in the streets for you to be home at this hour of the day. (laughs) Yeah. Somerset goes mute day. Yeah. (laughs) The city's gone mad with joy. And she's like, I've, I've got a team coming for a briefing. And he's like, so I'm informed. You'll be serving pulled pork barbecue, a cold pasta <laughs> salad, fresh tomatoes with mozzarella and green d- beans, almondine. She's like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, also by pie. a peach pie a la mode. Hell yeah. We love the peach pie part, honestly. Yeah. yeah well, it's, pe- it's peach pie. Yes, yes. You're weird. And yeah, yeah. everyone else likes pie. And I also, I also don't like pulled pork. So, okay, well, you don't. It's a good thing you weren't invited to this picnic. Well, <laughs> how can anybody not like pulled pork? Pulled pork is pork. delicious. I don't like delicious in general. You don't like pork. I don't like pork in general. I think it's dry and nasty. And the pulled, pulled pork is usually pork. just like soaked in some sort of like barbecue sauce yeah, or something. Yeah, sure. I don't like delicious. Okay, well, there's that. You're just weird. I am. Okay, well, it's, like I said, it's a good thing you weren't invited to this party. <laughs> I'm picky about stuff. I'm picky about weird stuff. You're gonna be eating so. some green beans, no. albendine, and that's it. Right. I would eat that. And that's it. And I would <laughs> eat the cold pasta salad. So okay, I would eat all of that. That I sounds great. Right. I would like Somerset. <laughs> no, I would eat every bit. I would like Somerset to cook for me. <laughs> well, sure, but not that. Like you're having. You're having people over. Don't make pulled pork. Make like I don't know chicken chili or something. Most people like it. You're one of the ones that don't like it. So we're not going to just make up a yeah. menu just for you because right, we wouldn't have pulled pork on it or peach pie. So that's true. So that's all right. That's fair. That's fair. But I have to wonder if all of this is going to be in the new um, in death cookbook that's going to come out in twenty twenty five. So I won't be making. You never know. We'll pork. have to ask. I made a Dr Pepper pulled pork and it was delicious. 
that sounds oh yeah that dr pepper barbecue sauce Ooh, yeah. yes um you're in the same boat as caitlin because caitlin is not a fan of pork products see i've had i've had a dr pepper soaked brisket which was amazing yeah i would eat that it was yeah so i would good. eat that too so but honestly yeah, i would just pork. eat all of it <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah. It's text. Uh, pork is a weird texture for me. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's a weird thing. So I just don't <laughs> like it. So there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm um, getting back to Somerset. Then he does a very nice thing and asks how Peabody is. Yes. Yes. And of course, Eve right away is like, "Why?" <laughs> he's like, "Why?" I'm neither blind nor insensitive, Lieutenant. Yeah. And Eve says, you know, she's steady. She's fine. I also figure you know what goes on in this house. So, you know, we all went out two separate vehicles and came back and, you know, Whitney was here, blah, blah, blah. The circuits are closed on this, closed tight. And he says, I don't discuss your professional or personal business, but tells her, you know, I'm very fond of her, but yeah, we know that. Yeah. Somerset is, is solid, you know? Yeah. So she goes upstairs, Eve goes upstairs and Galahad follows her and she's, she's like venting to Galahad. I'm going to wrap her up, wrap her up like a smelly fish, wrap her up, put her in a box and tie down the lid, put her in a cage, uh, her and every one of her murdering, cheating, lying, corrupt cops. Jesus, I'm pissed. (laughs) Treacherous, whore, bitch, C-word, using everything and everyone. She says the C-word. I'm not going to say it. No. Twisting everything she's been given, everything entrusted to her so she could stroke her bank account. And then she's like, I am really pissed. She's like, no, I'm really pissed. (laughs) Yeah, she's really pissed. And then, you know, goes into Rourke's office and he's working on some new contraption to wash clothes. So that's fun. <laughs> I love right? she just like goes off. She's like, I'm just mad. <laughs> but then she's like, you know, I guess there was somebody a few hundred years ago beating a dirty shirt against a rock in a fast stream who thought there just got to be a better fucking way. If he hadn't found it, we'd all be waiting in rivers on laundry day. Somebody's got to <laughs> do that kind of work, Rourke. Could you imagine Eve doing yeah. her laundry that way? <laughs> no. Yeah, would not happen. So, yeah, she's um, telling him about how she got to fuck with uh, Renee a little bit today. And he is like, I imagine you enjoyed it. I'd have enjoyed smashing my fist into her face more, but yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> and he's like, sometimes we just have to make do. <laughs> you have to make do with what we've got. <laughs> and here's the other thing she says i had peabody contact her fuck with her a little bit more not only because she's it's a good strategy but and he says you can't beat the monster in the closet unless you open the door our peabody won't be as unnerved by this woman now and she said plus renee lost that round so even better renee's overplayed her hand but doesn't know it (laughs) she has no idea what is coming Yep. Like this is this is such a fun part of the book because you're like Renee has no fucking idea what's coming and it's great. Right. And you know, Renee went after her. Didn't Renee didn't go after Peabody, but Renee put Peabody's life at at risk. So yeah, she's she's pissed. 
Oh, yeah. And also they talk about Eve's father a little bit because, you know, again, like we talked about earlier, I mean, having a great father and Renee's still a bitch and Eve had a horrible father and she's the one that has to take Renee down. So it's... <gasps> Sorry, hmm? guys. It's yeah. it's passed officially, I think, that Ohio issue one has passed. Okay. I don't know if you guys yay. know that that was abortion rights. Oh, oh, yay. Awesome. Yay. I mean, I, I, obviously it's not all reported out, but they're calling it. Well, good for you, Ohio. So that's yeah, Michigan sorry. passed that a while ago. So well, I wasn't paying much attention to. Well, that's because we had to have that special fucking election in August. Right. Yeah. And right. then the fuckers flipped it uh, over and. Yeah, it's just been a fucking mess. Ohio is dumb. But anyway, I have been like so distracted oh, thinking Ohio's about that. Ohio's not nearly so. as dumb as some of the other states in the union, so. I know. But anyway, sorry. I was like, that's really exciting. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, in it, even Rorker having a discussion about Renee and she's Eve's talking about how Renee doesn't doesn't necessarily recruit the best and the brightest. Right. You know, we've met Garnett. Because, yeah, exactly. And that's what she's talking about. You know, like she gets somebody that's that's really smart and that person might start to think like, why should I listen to her? Right. And um, it, I think it's Rourke that says if she can't grasp or accept, it's not essential to be the smartest person in the room, but to be sure the smartest person in the room is working for you. She was destined to fail. Yep. <laughs> and who would know better than yeah. that, about right. that than Rourke? Really? Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So Peabody McNabb arrive at the house and she hands out assignments. Rourke will start to look into Garnett's beach house. <laughs> yeah. Which Rourke is really excited about. Yeah. I mean, Rourke is looking at everybody's financials, but yeah, he's, he's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um. Feeney, Mira, and Webster, and Whitney arrive for the briefing. Mira believes that Keener's death is not an OD. It's not consistent with his habits. McNabb reports that illegals confiscated on a recent big bust were much lower than estimated, which tracks. Webster reports that IAB looked into Detective Marcel regarding the deaths of Detective Strum and a dealer a while back. Eve notes that Renee requested certain officers within six months of her assignment to illegals. So yeah, she got to illegals and she right away started like, here's how, and I always thought like, how do you, how do you get to that point? Like, right. All right. I'm going to make this work for me. Illegals is big business. You can make a lot of money from this. So I'm going to, you know, set up a team. Yeah. Like six months in. She's she ain't wasting time. She's like, let's go. I can work, right? She really. That's what it. That's what it boils down to. She's a piece of fucking work. She wants to fuck with (laughs) the father. She wants to fuck with the entire police department. Right, and she wants to make money. Yeah. So, it's such a wild thing to me, like that. She just is like, yeah. You know what? I would love to like just ruin my dad like in his name what kind of motivation is that it it just seems weird 
It's but, so okay. weird. It does. I mean, I understand if your dad's a, a dick. Decent, but... Yeah, if your dad's an absolute dick and whatever, that's fine. But it doesn't seem like hers was. <laughs> he was probably he didn't right. pay enough attention to her. Obviously. So, and she's naming off a bunch of guys in this department who she thinks are involved. And Whitney's like, oh my, how many people are involved in this? Like the entire, like, it's a lot. It's almost the entire squad. Almost. And then I kept thinking, like, they're all getting arrested and then there's going to be nobody in illegals. Who's going to rent them? <laughs> like, there's nobody in illegals. That's a problem. And then all these they people they don't are address gonna... it in this book. Yeah, but, you didn't know. they also say that there were other illegal squads and this was just one of them? At Cuff Central? Yeah. Yeah, there are other squads. Yeah. Okay. So illegals is not fully like. Yeah. Right. But I mean, but I don't know about at Cop Central, but there's obviously other legal squads. Yeah, no, another like, and- it sounded like that there were other ones. Eve said it was like a whole thing where she said that, you know, they had different they had a whole different setup where there were a bunch of different lieutenants reporting to a bunch of different captains. Okay. Oh, and then one of her I'm people sure. one of her people was under a different lieutenant. Right. Okay. So, so, so yeah, they're, they're talking about all of this. And of course, Rourke is watching Eve and lead the briefing and thinks how much he loves to watch her work. He's always a horn dog. You know? yeah. Right. Badge bunny. <laughs> he's a badge bunny. He really is. <laughs> so then when everybody leaves, um, Eve and Rourke prepare to go disable Renee's vehicle. Cause that's part of the um, plan. <laughs> The upcoming plan of how I love that scene. I think it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. That's another one I cackle at. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Push enter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Guess because why should he be the only one? He's right. like, you know, Perkins we're a team. Prime. And she's like, oh, <laughs> fine. And it says. <laughs> Okay, so he says to her, I've often wondered what sort of partner in crime you'd make should we have met back in the day. Now I see, sadly, it would never have worked. I fear, darling Eve, you're much too tight-assed. <laughs> <laughs> but then in Faithless, he talks about yeah, what a great what a pair great they would partnership be. What so. they'd make. Yeah. yeah so. I know. Like I said, I just read that like yeah. three days ago. So... <laughs> So then uh, the next morning, Eve is waiting in Renee's office and Renee's uh, coming into the office pissed because her car wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so Just good. as they planned. Just as they planned. Because the Just plan is to get her to, to prepare a new car for her and have it all wired and bugged and stuff like that. So Eve's like, I, and I love what Eve said, like, it's this, um, what did she say to her? sympathies something like that yeah. <laughs> very sarcastic very sarcastically that yeah um and so while they're talking um candy from Re- requisitions yes. candy Locked is in. a fucking icon <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so good okay. it's so good okay it's the best it, it is like the best and um Anybody that doesn't listen, like Jen, what? It's it's really very sad because, huh? 
So like listen then, to the audiobooks. Oh, listen okay. to the audiobooks. Um, oh my god, her <laughs> Mavis. Listen, Susan's Mavis as Candy is honestly like it's, it's some fantastic. of the most fucking brilliant stuff ever. Candy requisitions. Candy's ID badge bounced between enormous breasts as she walked to the desk. It's about time. Yeah, well, we get backed up, you know. Cops are hard on their rides. Got your spank new torrent. That's an upgrade, as requested. Got your codes and whatnot here. Renee held out a hand. Well, jeez, can't hand them over till you sign. What you think? We just pass out rides? Sign date, initial both pages, that's in dupe. Candy laid the forms on the desk, tapped them with a bright and chipped pink fingernail. Said you were in a big-ass hurry, so they sent me up. Nice office. Just give me the codes, Renee snapped as she dashed her signature on the forms. Don't have to get huffy about it. Candy passed her a sealed card. You want to change the codes? You got to notify. In trip, so's we got it on record. Fine. That'll be all. Nope. You gotta sign my screen here. Verifying acceptance of the new vehicle and codes. You don't verify. Somebody could say I boosted the ride, turned it on the street. Renee snatched the little screen, scrawled her name on it with the attached stylus. Get out. Jeez. Candy gathered the forms, sniffed. You're fucking welcome. It really is. It really is fantastic. <laughs> She's like, it's so good. She's got all these little digs in there. <laughs> right. Oh, so I good. Mean, reading the scene is hilarious. So I can't. Oh, write. my God. I wouldn't yeah. say that. And so, you know, it's like Renee just scribbles her name and then just get out. Get out. And then it says, geez, you're fucking welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're fucking welcome. (laughs) So um, this is when Eve tells her that uh, she has figured out that um, Garnett and Bix went to Keener's flop before she did. And that she's going to, you know, basically... Uh, bring him up on charges for like you know disturbing her crime scene she's like why the fuck were they on my crime scene right and renee is like you know that's ridiculous and insulting i know they're they're like we didn't know about it yeah we didn't know what are you talking about lady so eve's like you know you're gonna take care of it or i'm gonna go to whitney and she is like that's how you solve things lieutenant jumping to the commander (laughs) shut the fuck up right Um, (laughs) you know what yeah yeah it is bitch that's literally that's literally our boss like what yeah (laughs) this isn't grade school this isn't we're like it's not it's not tattling it's literally like oh i don't know things are not being done properly so we're gonna go to the fucking person in charge yeah yep when it's warranted you bet your ass eve says i'd have thought you'd understand and respect that (laughs) Particularly since your dad used to hold the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they um, 
she has to bring, she brings Bix and uh, Garnett in. Because Eve's like, yeah, you bring them in here right now. Because she's like, I'll talk to them. And Eve's like, mm, yeah, you'll no. do it right yeah, now. Yeah, right in, now, actually. In front of bring my them face. in right, right, now. right now. Yeah. And um, so she does that. And Garnett's like, could I talk to you a pri- in uh, a minute in private? And Eve's like, nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Yeah. And she gets um, Garnett all riled up. And he, like, turns to, you know point his finger at her or something whatever she like purposely gets in his way so that he hits her he like hits her arm or something like that (laughs) she purposely like yeah (laughs) and she purposely like you know goes way exaggerated like (laughs) like, (laughs) you hit me she really is playing this very well oh Oh, so smart she's so smart she's like what can i how can i make this work (laughs) (laughs) yep so but yeah she's getting garnet all you know heated and and he's saying fuck you fuck her she's not coming here telling me how to run a case blah blah and uh yeah so he hits her and then she gives him like a 30-day rip or something like that yeah yeah and so it's a sad day for him. <laughs> and no no one no one feels sorry for him except for him. Because right. he's the worst. <laughs> he, he is, is the absolute mess. worst. He's pretty terrible. And then she like because you know she's everything's on record, so she has to pretend like she's still angry, like goes to her bullpen and she's like, Reineke. What would happen if you said fuck you to a superior officer officer in my presence? And he said, if I said it in my head or out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, out loud, my ass would be extremely sore from the repeated and forceful application of your boot there too. Fucking a Peabody in my office. Yep. And then Peabody follows her in and she slams the door and she says, watch this because you won't see it often. <laughs> she swiveled her hips, pumped her arms in the air. Would that be your happy dance, sir? I love the happy dance. And she tells her that he, she, you know, manipulated Garnet into a 30 day rip. Like seriously, congrats. Like, right. So good. So great. Um, And she's saying like, this will, you know, be on the uh, cop central grapevine and everybody's going to know about it, which is what she wants. And then she's called to Whitney's office and he's like, I just had a long conversation with Lieutenant Oberman. And she's like, I'm not surprised, sir. She wishes me to countermand your 30-day suspension of Detective Garnett. Eh. Of course she does. How did you manage to incite him to basically tell you to get fucked and make to make a physical contact? And she's like, it was surprisingly easy. (laughs) It was actually not that hard to do. (laughs) It really wasn't. And also she's like, and kind of fun. Like Exactly. So um, when she goes back to the bullpen after seeing Whitney, um, she's noticing like people are kind of like looking at her and kind of whispering. So things are already and starting she's like, to. Yeah, she's like, my plan is in place, like rubbing right. her hands right. together and moving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in her office, Mavis and baby Bella are waiting. Of course they are. So great. <laughs> it's so great. And they talk about, you know, how great Mavis was as candy. Yes. And then Mavis is all like, oh, I have to go pee and leaves the baby with Eve and Eve's like <laughs> panicking. But she handles it by I, giving her I, a treat. It's so also great. I'm, yeah. I know that we're like, Bella shouldn't be able to say those things yet, but it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. 
So as Eve and Peabody prepare to leave the office, Detective Carmichael gives Eve a cookie shaped like a dog for busting Garnett's balls. Top dog. Yeah. He was a jerk to her on a previous case, and she's glad that Eve took him down, basically. So I really love that. I do, too. Um, yeah. So Eve and Peabody visit Detective Sergeant Aloe, Samuel Aloe. He's a retired cop who was on Oberman squad for a while. He admits he suspected Oberman and some of her squad were skimming. He agrees to let Eve look at his notes from his time under Oberman. He also asks Eve to look into a detective, Gail Devon, because she died and she was also working for Oberman. So she died under Oberman. And he's always had questions about her death. Yeah. So P, uh, Eve puts Peabody in charge of investigating detective Gail Devon's death. So, meanwhile, Webster and Darcia have lunch and make a date for that evening. Webster says he's planning to visit Olympus now. It's like, oh, and I guess I'll go check that out. I have incentive. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And they both question if it's worth investing in a long-term romance or long-distance romance. And Darcia kind of hints that he she'd invite him up to her room at the end of the night if, you know, all it's goes like, well. Blah. If all goes well, we'll be yeah. having sex. <laughs> like it's just, you know. <laughs> this is so back in her office, Eve studies Allo's notes and reviews the files Oberman was forced to send. She also picks a few members of Frenet's squad that she thinks are legitimate. And one of those is um Lila Strong. Lila Strong. Yeah. They talk about her and how maybe she could become an asset. Webster arrives and reports on his findings uh, on Oberman and her squad. He's ready to get his boss involved and Eve disagrees. <laughs> he was like, no, I don't know him. Right. I don't know him. Feeney calls in to report a, that the bug is working on Oberman's vehicle. And she just had a conversation with Garnett, who is furious. She did not be- <laughs> yeah, that was that was real fun because she was, you know, she was really pissed. Uh, Renee Everman was like, <laughs> she's out of control. Yeah. You know, and so is Garnett and Garnett's like wanting his revenge. This is when, um, doesn't she call Eve and like set up a meet and Eve chooses the pub that or- Rourke owns. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, you can't go. And Rourke's like, oh, maybe you want to tell them why you chose this pub. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and then he must be like, because you own it. Because he owns everything, but yeah. Because he owns everything. So they set up a meet at O'Reilly's pub. And yeah, when she, when she's, when Eve is walking there, that's when she gets the call from um, Darcia saying, you know, can they meet for drinks? And she's like, yeah, why don't you meet me at this pub? <laughs> and then, but she's saying like, um, I have a meet with another cop. You could do me a favor. And Darcy is like, sure. Don't come over to the table unless I signal you. If I don't, I've still got to work a little. When I do, you could stroll on over like you just came in and spotted me. But we had a meet set. Meet set. Yep. And she's like, no problem. Are you going to tell me why? And she's like, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy is like, okay, I'm just down for it. So yeah, Renee is like, you know, Trying to be like all friends with her. Yeah. 
She's like, um, and then she's like, uh, so, you know, if you could just, you know, take away that rip from from yeah. Garnett and he was like fuck off yeah, yeah. No, not gonna happen that's a no she's like she's like let's have a drink Eve's like I'll have a Pepsi <laughs> right I love that like like Eve is not gonna play exactly she's not playing Renee you are sunk like she's You're not playing with your shit right and then she and then Renee tries the second thing that she always I'm sure she always tries on everybody which is um I was gonna ask you if you ever met my father and he's like not formally no and she's like I'll have to introduce you sometime yeah. I'm sure yeah, you would just, enjoy each other yeah. we should have dinner you and your husband and my father and I Rourke's certainly yeah. a man that I would like to meet well <laughs> like, I'm sure you would. not gonna meet him <laughs> <laughs> no, she does not get to meet Rourke. And then she's like, "Why would you want to meet him?" And he, in Renee's saying, "Oh, you know, he's just like my father. He's got so much power and so many varied interests." I heard you vacationed in Europe this summer, and he was like, "You want to talk about my you summer talk vacation?" Vacation, <laughs> <laughs> man. You do not know Eve Dallas. This, is not, yeah, this a, is not going the well. Best part about that entire scene is Rourke and Webster. And Webster, the and like, They're yeah, just, like, exactly. Watching it, and, uh, watching, and Rourke's just like, "Yep, that's yeah. my girl." Uh, and Webster's like, "You know, he's me- she, you know she's messing with her." And Rourke's like, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them are like, this is going exactly as expected. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, you want a beer? Oh, sure. Yeah, no, no. Right. Not right now. Not right now. I'm on duty. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Oberman says, um, I don't see any reason why you and I can't be friendly. Do you? And he was like, you want a list? <laughs> you want a list? <laughs> 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 he was like i can <laughs> yeah but so renee's not getting anywhere with her no you know no and she's starting to, to get more and more angry and eve's like all about it oh she's so, loving, it. loving every yeah. second of it i just love when when she's like done and she's just like waves garcia over yeah yeah exactly yeah and darcy is and darcy is like i don't oh what this is fun. Like Darcia totally, <laughs> she like yep, she catches on. It. She's like I she's like it. so we don't like her, right? Right, exactly. She's yep. like, but we do. That's and then exactly is like, I did like her shoes. <laughs> well, that you is know. such a girlfriend moment. Like, yeah. Oh, we don't like her, but that's fine. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> it's good. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then, you know, Darcia, like, yeah, she catches on really quick. Like, you you know, so you made her very angry and then put some lace on it by making her think you double booked. Yep. Like, yeah, Eva's like really. Yeah. Really obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not even. To Darcia anyway. Yeah. Right. And then Rourke comes out and he's like, hey, they've they've got a bigger table for us. Why don't we like, all hey, like, sit down and have a drink? Let's all, just, let's all have a drink. <laughs> it's like a little party. <laughs> you know, and he's so excited about her and Webster. It's oh my right, god. Exactly. Rourke, Rourke is, is like he's such a fucking matchmaker. Oh yeah. god, yes. Like, like he and not, not you know. Crab. 
He's not and, setting yeah. anyone up, but he's like, okay, I'm here for this one. Let's go. <laughs> yep, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yep. Fucking Rourke, man. That's, um, that's funny. And then Darcy is like, you know, oh, I bought three pairs of shoes at that fabulous little boutique you sent me to yesterday. And he's, <laughs> he's like, like what the fuck? <laughs> why? Sincerely, I've always wanted to know why anyone buys multiple pairs of shoes at a time. So, and she's like, if I have to explain it, the joy is lost. So, okay, well, just, whatever. I mean, I bought multiple pairs of shoes, but they've never had heels. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I'm just saying. She just had a great time in New York. And I love that for her. Yeah. Right. Because it's a good time. Um, She is about to do a thing that I do do in New York, but shopping is not a thing I do in New York. Right. I've never been to New York, so I don't know. So, and then um, Eve and Rourke are driving home and Eve is sulking and Rourke's like, are you sulking? And she's like, I'm not sulking, I'm thinking. Um, (laughs) right and then she's all like and what the hell are they thinking starting this up they don't even live on the same planet (laughs) which is such a great line yeah yeah you don't even live on the same planet (laughs) also yeah so they have this back and forth about you know webster and darcia and how it can't possibly ever work and but you know love will find a way and then yes they go for a walk. Oh yeah, right. And they have walk, sex. They, they do, do the thing. thing. They do the thing. They do the thing. So and then, there you go. And then Rourke complains about the financials and how it's not easy to do her way. Right. But and this came up on the boards back in the day because she mentions after they have sex. She says, oh, it's a good thing I didn't call out for cinnamon donuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she never turns that back off. So the whole conversation about him doing, like, bad stuff. Not bad stuff, but doing it not her way. Should have been. Oh, yeah. And it went to Feeney and McNabb. Yeah. Because we all love, like, I Remember how I messaged you guys? I was like, it's so cute that Eve does not think that Peabody and McNabb know about the fucking unregistered. Right. Like, McNabb sat there while Steve, while, while, uh, while he, like, while Rourke managed to just pull up a, like, a, that warrant from that judge in the one book. Right. What book was right. that? Oh, wait. Witness or something? Yeah. And just, he's just, like, hanging out. Like, oh, you know. And then, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they are, they are fucking New York City d- detectives. They know. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just okay. so cute because Eve's like, Eve's like, oh no, no, no one knows about that. It's so cute, <laughs> and it's interesting that they get you know, I don't. Know, this, this is probably before they do it, maybe after. But Rourke is like, what do you think of a pond? And it was like, before. Gonna, that was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the little pond conversation, yeah, and, and yeah. he's like, it's your house too. You can also have a yeah. say and stuff. And, and she's like, like, I guess so. would be cool because fish are cool. Like she's so <laughs> random. I love her. And you know, you can put yeah, a little. Can we have fish? Let's have a park. weird fish. Park. The weird they fish. Put the weird fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she wants to put weird a bench fish. in so they can sit and watch the weird fish, which is which they know, do. Yeah, yeah. Just very nice little moment. Is this when Eve goes to visit Detective Strong? Yes. Yep. And she sees that she's being tailed. Oh, yeah. And she loses the tail because she's Eve. 
Which is a fun one. Yeah. And she talks to Strong, kind of convinces her to help out. Right. Which, I mean, I think Strong already knew there was something going on. Oh, completely. You know. Um, oh, the, I mean, the entirety of, like, the New York City Police Department knows something's going yeah. on at this point. 100%. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, you know, working for Renee, she, she knew that, you know. Yeah. Well, she tells Eve all about how Renee, like, doesn't allow people to have, you know, personal stuff in the squad room. And that the one other guy that's also clean just had a baby and she wouldn't allow him to let, you know, allow him to show people pictures of his baby or have a picture of his baby on his desk and Yep. You know, all this really yep, sad she stuff. She has that gigantic picture of her dad. Right? I'm like, I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. She's so awful. she's the worst. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. She is the worst. <laughs> I mean, there's no she's, doubt about she's it. She's pretty terrible. Um, so yeah, so Strong agrees to be kind of like Eve's eyes and ears in the department. But then she does a little bit, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, she does a little bit more than that. And I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. Just be the eyes and ears. You don't have to like get personally involved. Right. Just do what you were doing. Yeah. So um, anyway, so she drives back to her house and when she gets to the gate, she sees that Garnett is waiting for her and he's like, he like blocks her entry to the, to the gate. He's lost his mind. And he's, yeah, he's he lost his mind. He literally has lost his mind. He's lost his mind. He pulls his stunner out on her and they have yeah. a fight, like an actual fist fight. And, you know, and then like she hears, here's what I've never understood. Like how long is this fucking driveway? She hears a car door slam and a car start up and a car tearing down the driveway. It's like, really? You're going to get in the car. Right. It's so well, long of a driveway. I thought, a, I thought it was a cart. Wasn't it? It said it. It just, it just sounds like the sound of an engine. Car. Yeah, it's just saying the sound of an engine. Okay. Maybe it was a I cart. I can't car. imagine him running. Out, uh, this is just me. I can't imagine him running out of the house, hopping in a little golf cart and like, right. <laughs> down the, I can't. But now I like to think about it. Yeah, now I like <laughs> this golf cart, you know. Rourke, Rourke and his badass golf cart. I mean, I mean, yeah, his golf cart probably, could be really badass. probably completely souped it up so that it would get down there and like, 12, 12 seconds flat. So. Right. I still think that it's like, why are you in a, why are you hopping into a car? And, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. Why would the car be right there? That's what. Why would a car be right where, there? Yeah. yeah. Because Somerset's forever putting her car away. So why would there be a car in front of the house? That makes right. sense. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't, I, I never understood, like, you know, why is there a car there? But even if there was a car there, it seems like it take you longer to hop in the car, start it, right, drive it down, just to like run yeah. down, yeah, then to just, just run, to down. run down, yeah, especially yeah. somebody who's that is athletic as Rourke is, right. So yeah, you're right. That makes zero sense. Yeah. So Rourke is just dramatic. He is over dramatic. He's yeah. He's extra, like the kids say. 
He, yeah. yeah, he really is extra. Yeah. <laughs> All like me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that happened. Oh, man. And yeah, he pulls his vehicle. I mean, uh, Garnett pulls his stunner on Eve and all of that. So, um, and then I guess right after that, he like hightails it over to Renee's apartment. Yeah. And he, and she's like, the fuck did you do now? Get on her. Yeah. And she's right. just like, uh, he's like out of control. Well, she's just like, get yourself together. Like stop acting like an asshole. And you know, she's like, just take a fucking thirty day vacation, you asshole. Exa- exactly. Right. Like, I just, I don't like understand. <laughs> so, but then you know, she gets off the phone and immediately calls Bix and says, "Okay, I've got a job for you." Because well, she told Garnett that he could kill Eve. Like they would figure out a way to get Eve right. to the crime scene or something like yep. that, and yep. that he would get to kill her. And he's all, yep. you know. Yeah, about that. This is this is clearly when she makes the decision that he has to go. Right, he and absolutely has to go. Who's um, fucking crazy too? But yeah, you know, but in a different way. In a different way, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they she calls Bix and says, "I got a job for you," and she tells she told Garnett to go meet some one of the other guys at a bar so that he could be seen and. Yeah, you know, and then um, he and Bix Bix picks him up and says, you know, we're gonna do this thing for. And Garnett thinks that they're gonna go kill Eve, and he's yeah. all excited about it. And then they go into the place where they first found where Keener was first killed. Now, yeah. and um, Garnett is uh, in front of Bix, and Bix comes around and like. Cuts his throat. So just like so fucking smooth and quick. Right. Fix is a fucking machine. So this is when uh, Eve reports the altercation to Whitney because, of course, she would. That's exactly what she's supposed to do. This is when O'Rourke finds Garnett's home in the Canary Islands and says he's worth about $60 million. Bastard. So Rourke also finds property that's owned by Bix and Brinker, and he's closing in on Oberman. And he tells Eve that he deserves mad sex with costumes and a storyline for his heart. And a storyline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is where Eve is going to tag Webster and Rourke is like, no, 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 they're probably having sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you see them this afternoon? They're definitely having sex they're now. They're having sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. So, yeah, this is when Bix kills Garnett. Yep. You know, just normal shit, killing your partner. Yeah. And what then kind of piece of shit. Rourke finally finds Oberman's house in Sardinia, an apartment in Rome, where she's worth approximately $200 million. She Bitch. saved up a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, drugs are big money. Drugs are big she money, man. Going. Apparently. Even Rourke go to bed after that. He sets his computer for to do more runs, and then they go to bed. And Eve's woke, woken up at four thirty by a detective, Janberry, informing her of Garnett's death and where the crime scene is. And Eve feels angry and guilty for not bringing bringing in Garnett sooner. And Rourke is one hundred percent right because he keeps telling her he's like, 
she would have found a way to kill him otherwise. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's not your fault. Right. And he says, Eve leaves after telling a horrified Rourke to start the briefing. In case she's uh, yes. late. <laughs> we have this. Still, we're still like, really, Rourke is about to lead a briefing. Are you kidding right. me? No. So he's, he says he's going to want specially designed costumes for this, he tells her. <laughs> it's a good thing you know someone, Rourke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then Eve goes down to that crime scene. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I really like um, Jam Barry and Delfino. I do. I love them. They're fantastic. They were great. He reads a lot. He reads a lot. He does read a lot. And so he knows a lot of big words. (laughs) And every time he uses a big word, Eve's like, I like that. And I learned, learned a new word today. I love learning new words. Because prior to this, I only knew Yammer, but now <laughs> I know some more words. Yammer. <laughs> Such a weird word that I never remembered existed. So McNabb and Peabody arrive for the briefing late. McNabb, no, McNabb and Peabody arrive for the brief and breakfast br- buffet. That breakfast buffet. That's yeah. hard to say. Brief and bre- <laughs> breakfast buffet. Say that three times fast. <laughs> McNabb talks about an idea he he and Feeney had to be able to listen in on Oberman's disposable link. Yes. Um, when everyone arrives, Rourke does in fact start the briefing without Eve, which makes sense because you know, I mean, he does this all yeah. the time in his regular work. So, right? I mean, why why would he be nervous to start this briefing? It's just like a he's not. He's just annoyed by it. Like, oh, I gotta be <laughs> yeah. a cop. Oh, I'm a cop now. Great. I'm a cop. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> when everyone arrives, Rourke starts the brief uh, with a report on the financials uh, of their suspects. Mira tells Rourke to add Dr. Adams to the list. So, and Mira is very sad about this because she had yeah. Mira, yeah, some Mira's respect very, for Dr. Adams. It's a rough so, book for her. Yeah, it is a rough book for her. But yeah, they add a bunch of people to the list. Oberman, Garnett, Bix, Freeman, Palmer, and Marcel. Uh, Eve returns and reports on Garnett's death and the altercation with him the previous evening. Webster is pissed he wasn't informed earlier and tries to take uh, the case to IAB. Whitney states that Chief Tibble has been briefed and they'll hash it out in his office later. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no... (laughs) Oh, the the whole... Like, all the fucking musical theater references. Theater references. Come on. Where are they? It was so great. Like, you know, I didn't... She's like, I didn't tag you because... You, you were in the middle of the big production if you're in the number. Middle of the big production number. I won't interrupt you. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide what musical that they are seeing on Broadway. I mean, because Nora just went a Broadway musical, and I was like, I mean, are they well, seeing Chicago? Because nothing else has lasted that long. <laughs> or is it The Lion King? Because nothing else. Maybe it's Hamilton. It's Hamilton. Hamilton. Yes. There we go. Because earlier, um, Eve didn't know who Hamilton was and they had to go oh, see Hamilton. So she probably was like, oh, I know a, I know I know that. a Broadway show that you can go see. Because <laughs> did you know this guy existed? 
I didn't. You should go to this Broadway show. You know. <laughs> Mostly he just cheats on his wife. It's fine. Like, all right. Talks a lot and cheats on his wife. But then I was like thinking about big production numbers because of course I was. Right. And I was like, mm, none of those have like the big production number, but that's okay because Darcia and Webster can handle that. Anyway. Oh boy. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I there's no way I was not going to like <laughs> no, go there. I know. I, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire book. So oh I have to too. So you're it's all good. Right. Okay, everyone. So I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Part one of Treachery in Death. And next week, as I said, you'll get part two. And part two is when we go into the operation to take down Renee Oberman and everything that happened there. Uh, in the meantime... Go ahead and continue to give us your reactions to this book. You can on any of our social medias, especially uh, Facebook and our Facebook group and on Instagram. Uh, but you can send us an email if you want. Show at podcastanddeath.com. Uh, call the number if you want to do it that way. Uh, the number is 205-476-2753. And basically just give us your impressions of the book and impressions of our part one of this uh, review. And I think that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ uh, and I'm standing in for Jen and Tara as well. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week for part two of Treachery and death. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo, and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at PodcastInDeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at PodcastInDeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you.
Yeah.